Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another fabulous episode of the RFC Minicast. This one is uh, fresh off of BotCon Weekend. We're actually recording this on Monday night, and I thought this would be a really good opportunity to kind of get the two points of view for BotCon. One, as an attendee, which is me, and uh, two, as an observer, which is Rob Clay. Rob, how are you doing tonight? Uh, not too bad. Yeah, and uh, as we were talking about uh, before we started recording, um, BotCon wasn't the only toy show in town the past few days, so we'll talk a little bit about Tokyo Toy Fair to cap the episode. So the uh, the Hasbro panel was eventful as always. They didn't just talk about generations. We, we owe it to the listeners to at least just kind of just briefly cover or address uh, the stuff that they did leading up to generations. First, they did kind of cover... Some new developments in Rescue Bots. Uh, three things, really. High Tide Rescue Rig, which is a, um, a pretty elaborate playset toy. Uh, salvage and Blur as additional action figures. Then Hasbro jumped over to Robots in Disguise, um, making it a point of teasing the return of Optimus Prime. No, uh, no surprise there. Rob, have you been keeping up on this show? I actually haven't. I, I haven't gotten around to it. I've caught like the first four episodes, and I like them. Just uh, it's, it's when I actually have to have access to a cable box to see it. It kind of slows me down. So I, I have not caught up with that. I gotta tell you, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he's um, well, uh, Graham Liquid Velcro from uh, an, an earlier episode of the minicast, and he'll make his triumphant return later this summer. Um, he is quite a fan of Robots in Disguise from a, from a toy point of view and the show. He also watches the show. And uh, as we were talking about the show itself, he had an interesting take, and, and maybe he'll elaborate, it, elaborate on it in a later episode, that, uh, that Robots in Disguise, you could say that Robots in Disguise is not greater or even equal to the sum of its parts, uh, its individual parts and individual aspects of the show. And I would agree with that. I, I think my, my one challenge with Robots in Disguise is that uh, it, it almost lacks sometimes a sense of urgency, a sense of kind of oomph in the energy and the pacing of the storytelling. I love, though, the, the, the different aspects of the show. Um, I love the, the, the way they've kind of taken the Decepticons in a different direction. Um, it's interesting, at least for now, that Bumblebee has been the, the leader, although that's about to change, as we can all see. But... Um, I enjoy the bits and pieces of the show, how it comes together, maybe not so much. So uh, when it comes to Robots in Disguise, what Hasbro uh, did uh, discuss was um, app updates coming soon to the uh, to the RID app, um, including new characters uh, like a Night Ops Bumblebee and Gold Armor Grimlock, which you'll also see in toy form, and old favorites like Ironhide and Prowl. Um, Rob, when, did you take a good look at the uh, the character models that Hasbro showed for the Rid, uh, Ironhide, and Prowl? Yeah, I, I really liked them. At first, uh, when I looked at them first, I thought they were actual figures, and I was kind of hoping for that, because I would kind of prefer that Ironhide to what we're getting in Combiner Wars, but it's a little bit closer to what I, uh, what I would like to see for an Ironhide figure, and of course, the universe one, you know, is the universe one, so... You know, we're definitely due a new Ironhide Prowl. I think might have been a little bit better, but also not great. I would love to see toys of those two designs, and I would, you know, put them next to my generations very happily. 
Yeah, I agree. There's uh, there's something really nice about these models that both of them seem certainly uh, prowl, especially they seem a little bit more detailed than your average RID model. So uh, definitely in the toy world, we're getting for RID uh, Night Ops Bumblebee and Alpine Strike Sideswipe. Uh, Alpine Strike Sideswipe is very Red Alert-ish, and uh, Night Ops Bumblebee is effectively kind of a inverted uh, color scheme for Bumblebee, where he's predominantly black with yellow trim. Um, you also get, uh, now that's in Legion class, also in one-step changers, Night Ops Bumblebee again, Ninja Mode Sideswipe. Ninja Mode Sideswipe is also kind of Red Alert-y, uh, predominantly white, with red trim, you could say he is kind of an inverted uh, color scheme as well. And then in the warrior class, which is the closest thing to a collector's class for Rid, Night Ops Bumblebee again. And uh, Gold Armor Grimlock, which is, I'm sure everybody's seen, the G1-inspired uh, redeco of Grimlock. He also has a G1 um, head, which is, uh, which Hasbro did point out. Uh, Three-step changers, sideswipe. And then Tiny Titans. Also, uh, Hasbro kind of played up the Minicon gimmick, which is now going to become much more of a, of a thing on toy shelves with Rid. Um, of course, that debuted with Drift on the cartoon. Wave 1 of the Minicons includes Slipstream, Dive Bomb, Sawback, and Drag, uh, Dragonus, however you want to pronounce that. Rob, uh, these are, I think, I feel like these are a slightly different kind of, well, almost like a deployer. Um, uh, target master, power master, kind of, kind of in that spiritual vein. This generation of minicons isn't quite like the Armada minicons. These guys turn into um, melee weapons, um, in addition to the, um, uh, robots or kind of beast-inspired alt modes. What do you think of this take on minicons? Well, it's definitely not what I'm used to, but of course, when minicons showed up, they weren't what I was used to either, and they worked out. I kind of like some of them. I want to, you know, to be honest, those I have not taken a super close look at the at the new photos. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I've seen what filtered through the news the, the last few months, but I have not gotten a super good look at them. I don't know if they're something I really want to spend time and money on, but I, you know. That obviously, just because that's the case doesn't mean they're bad. I I don't know what uh, how to feel about them really. I think I think I'm going to have to see how much time and uh, how many resources they kind of pour into the minicon gimmick. I want I kind of want to see how big a deal this is within the structure of Rid. Is this going to be a core gimmick going forward? Is this something that they're going to play around with for a couple waves and then drop? Is it is it here to stay throughout the duration of Rid, um, et cetera, et cetera? I, I just kind of I, I need a better feel on how big a stage minicons are going to play uh, within Rid because I'm used to minicons being, if they exist, more or less the central gimmick for an entire line. So but this is yeah. kind of this is kind of interesting if if it's kind of a sidebar. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, and and I'm kind of with you if it is not a priority within the RID kind of structure, um, and I may find myself having a hard time kind of buying into to these guys as an additional purchase. So, um, Rob, let's dive into Generations, which I think even Hasbro will tell you is certainly the, the main event and something that is catering perfectly to the Bicon audience. So, first of all, Devastation, the new Activision game for 
um, every console uh, in existence <laughs> and is coming out in October. <clears throat> they showed us the trailer that's already out online. And um, they gave away free posters of the cover art uh, for the game. Um, Rob, based on what you've seen in the uh, trailer and uh, many screenshots that we've gotten, what are your very early impressions of Devastation? I think it has potential. I, you know, I have not played any platinum games specifically. I know that some of the people who work for them go back to Devil May Cry, which I did enjoy. Um, I have Metal Gear Rising sitting here next to me. I need to uh, start that eventually. I think it looks good. I, I like the style. I like the graphics. You know, Brian was a little bit concerned it would lack depth, which is, you know, certainly a possibility. I am kind of, I am happy that they, you know, proved my guess right in that there are more characters coming for this. I, I kind of expected that from the outset. Yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would certainly hope that's the case, and I'm glad that I'm glad it's true. Be a DLC or 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 not, it, it seems like this is just the beginning. I am a little concerned about the the price that you pay for the initial amount of content. What do you think about that? It's 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 going to retail for a, a quote unquote full price game, probably between fifty and sixty dollars, <clears throat> but you're starting off with. Four playable characters. It's possible that the additional characters are free content, but as far as what you get for that initial $60, how does that sound to you at this point? It's going to depend an awful lot on how long the game is, because if, you know, they... It's both encouraging and concerning to me that they mentioned five separate difficulty levels, Mm -hmm. because... I mean, that's nice. It's nice to ha- have things tailored to people of any skill level, but at the same time, they may be counting on those five replays to give the game an appropriate length, and that is kind of worrying, because I know, you know, I know my own levels of patience and attention, and it had better be one of the best games I've ever played for me to play it straight through five times. I, I agree. That's one of my, that's one of the, my most hated kind of modern conventions or, or tricks in games. It's the, the game plus mode or, or whatever mode you unlock after you beat the game. It's effectively playing it again at a, at a different difficulty level. That's um, That doesn't count in my book. That, <laughs> that does not count as additional content for sure. So Okay, so now let's get into the toys. It's a shame that USA Today scooped everybody about 24 hours before this happened. I feel like this was maybe ideally a BotCon moment, but um, instead, USA Today did debut Victorion, and I'm sure a lot of people read up on Victorion and saw the art via the USA Today article before they got into the panel room, but be that as it may, Hasbro did unveil Victorion next. Um, They did mention that uh, 255,000 votes came in um, to build this fan-built combiner um, through their voting process. They showed the same art that USA Today had, and uh, and they kind of went over the character- characterization of this all-female team, um, kind of comparing them to the Wreckers, which is uh, which is interesting. So they're 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 tum- they're rough and tumble types. Um, Rob, uh, any any thoughts on Victorian uh, based on what we know today? I think it's interesting that you know we the art shows everything except one leg, so we we have a a certain sense of what you know, what the component robots are going to be. 
I'm curious to see if that last leg is another copy of the breakdown mold, mm. which now having Wave 2 is actually, sadly, my least favorite Stunicon mold. But I, I'm wondering if they're going to go with symmetry for this, since it does use two copies of Alpha Bravo for uh, the arms. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be an interesting, another interesting way to set it apart from the rest of Combiner Wars, which, of course, is you know, much more mix and match and shapes and, and styles to to have two, you know, two two separate molds like that. I don't know... I don't know how well that's going to work. It bugged me in Energon, but if since they seem to be going for a specific thing here in that it supports the uh, specific configurations to have specific powers in the fiction, I think that might be a little bit less... Of it, it may feel like a little bit less of a cop out than it did in Energon because that that always bugged me about the Energon combiners. It also helps that it's a new character as opposed to approximations with the best they could budget of Superion, Devastator, and Bruticus, like it was in Energon. That just it was an interesting idea, but it was a you know as we've seen with the stuff we have now, it was just a little too soon. Yeah, I. I agree, and and I really like your point there on possibly adding a little bit of symmetry to to her and giving her more of a streamlined look. I guess maybe concentrating a little bit more on the uh, on the full combined uh, mode, kind of the look and feel of it, uh, all aspects of it, and kind of kind of concentrating on that, making Victorian something that looks kind of streamlined and unified. That's interesting. That's that's an interesting way to kind of. Uh, take a limited budget and turn it into something that's kind of unique and different, ideally very good looking, very, very attractive. Um, so I guess we'll see. I, I, San Diego Comic-Con is right around the corner. I expect we'll see a little bit more Victorian at that show. Yeah. I think they said they were, I, I think they said somewhere they were actually planning on revealing the toy itself there. So, which, you know, would explain why it didn't show up at BotCon with, all, with some things that were, I think are probably a lot farther in the future did show up. Next is a little bit of old news, but, you know, they kind of touched on Galvatronus again. You know, Rob, I've never, like, stopped and asked you. Uh, I've seen real love and hate uh, for Combiner Wars Cyclonus slash Galvatronus online. Where do you stand on that concept? It's an interesting toy, but it's not for me. You know, of course, more than meets the eye, Cyclonus has kind of taken over my perception of the character and what I want the character to be and look like and sadly there's not a toy of that yet but mm. here's hoping but you know it, it's one of it's a it's a fun concept but it's you know it's not the cyclonus I'm looking for I think it looks like a decent toy but the silver bolt mold is pretty decent to begin with so that that does help mm-hmm. but yeah it's 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 I do have hot spot now but I do not have cyclonus and I don't think I'm going to be going after it I appreciate the creativity. He's one of those toys that, for me, as a pretty hardcore collector, he doesn't really have kind of a uh, he doesn't really have a home. I think right now, and I think one of the one of the challenges is I'm waiting to amass enough kind of orphaned limbs to display him and assemble him into Galvatronus. Because right now, uh, just having Combiner Wars Cyclonus and Viper kind of hanging out. Is it's a little odd. It kind of, it kind of kind of hits home that uh, he is he is without his own team and 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 in a line based around teams that can be a bit uh, a bit awkward. 
So yeah, I'm 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 kind of hoping that for one thing we get groove and you know for another once we get into some of these later waves you know I think there's enough things that people want to start picking and choosing and that will be a good time for Cyclonus to assemble a team. Yes, agreed. Um, okay, so now we're starting to get into the interesting stuff, the new stuff. Um, first up, the 1984 team, I suppose you could call it. I'm not, I'm not sure what to call it. Maybe the Optimus Maximus team. Yeah. So, so that was uh, debuted in full at BotCon. Um, no surprises based on our speculation over the last few weeks, but, um, but a couple of little nuances that maybe we weren't aware of. So this wave includes the four deluxes. Ironhide, Mirage, Prowl, and Sunstreaker, all based on, obviously, molds that we've seen before. Um, very much the Stunticons, actually, and uh, or very close to the Stunticons. Um, uh, Rodimus is the Legends chest, <clears throat> the new Blackjack, and Voyager Battlecore Optimus. Optimus was the one where we didn't have, I think, maybe a full, uh, a full strong feeling for at least what the Optimus part of him would look like. Torso mode, yes, we had seen art of that. The actual Voyager Optimus didn't really have like a you know a solid um, vision for what that was going to be. Well, it turns out he is a predominantly white and gray and a little bit of gold redeco of Optimus Prime, uh, combined Wars Optimus Prime with a new head, a Star Convoy inspired head, which is neat. And other than that, though, this is kind of what we were expecting: Ironhide as a truck, Mirage using the drag strip mold. Uh, Prowl and Sunstreaker playing off the sports cars that we've seen. But now that we've finally seen it, I do like it. I, I think it comes together nicely. I think Battlecore Optimus is interesting. The Star Convoy head is certainly a nice touch. Uh, Rob, what were your impressions when you saw this finally in full view? I, I, I'm mixed on the whole on the team as a whole, but I actually like that, that Optimus. I, as dumb as it sounds, I do occasionally like a you know, white Optimus primary color, and since Ultra Magnus is, you know, since Transformers Animated Forge's gotten kind of pushed towards more being, of anything, a blue Optimus primary color, I was kind of afraid we were not going to see that again. So it, it's nice to have that in a certain sense on its own. As a torso, I feel like to bring some color to the thing, it is really going to need that Rodimus. In terms of the individual limbs... They're not my favorites. I I like the drag strip mold, but I was kind of hoping they would find a way to turn that torso around for Mirage. I mean, it's a little bit clunky to do that, but I have a feeling a lot of people will be displaying it that way anyway. I kind of like the Prowl. You know, I, they're all just... This is because, of course, these are pre-existing characters that were not done in the Scramble City style. They feel, I think, the most off of all the characters we've seen so far more even you know more than that for the first optimus prime did more than cyclonus the these four limbots just do not quite do it for me the way i would prefer is this one is this a case where uh is this a case where these interpretations of g1 characters using these molds we know this is the this is probably the the essential aspect of combiner wars from a profitability standpoint just making it work so well and so quickly for hasbro is this is this kind of pushing the limits of kind of bolting on characters to a redeco of these molds i mean is when you look at these four ironhide prowl 
uh, Mirage, Sunstreaker. I mean, is this pushing the limits of, of what you can do as far as like coloring a new head with these molds? I think it kind of is. Uh, you know, like I said, none of them just you know none of them quite fit my image of the characters. Part of the problem with that, of course, is that when you go back to 1984, the characters we get the most often, you know, we have, I think, stronger mental images of those characters with, you know, Streetwise isn't an exact match for G1 Streetwise, but he's a really nice toy and I like him. And, you know, how many Streetwises do you have in your collection? There's a little bit more leeway there. Mm -hmm. It's, I hate to say it, but it seemed to me that the thing on the slides for this, based on you know, based on Koji and Ono's original designs, was almost defensive in terms of these interpretations of these characters attached to these molds. Interesting. That's an interesting interpretation of that that call out that they had. Um, I don't disagree with that. Now that now that I think about it, um, it is it is certainly <clears throat> it doesn't hurt to kind of name drop. Uh, for any critics out there looking at these molds, but I think I think a little bit of criticism maybe maybe deserve. This is certainly kind of um, capitalizing on people's attachment to the 1984-1985 characters. Um, and yeah, I think this is pushing it just a little bit. Um, I will be I will be remiss if I if I didn't say Skywarp is also paired with uh, Rodimus in Legends Wave Four, and then also in Wave Four for the leader class is Starscream with Crown. Um, now, moving on to the next big combiner, it is the expected and, and highly anticipated Bruticus, uh, based off of, uh, at least the Onslaught's based off of Hotspot. Uh, Blastoff is uh, no longer a shuttle. He is now a fighter jet, which I, I really hope sticks now. It's kind of like the this is now his alt mode forever and ever. It certainly makes more sense. You've got... Vortex as the uh, kind of surprisingly unchanged Blades and Alpha Bravo. He he really is just a kind of a deco swap of uh, of Alpha Bravo. I think I'm a, I'm a little surprised like uh, at that because we did see line art at one point that had different arms. Um, Brawl is a new mold, um, and Swindle is a heavily reworked um, based off of Rook. So uh, so Rob impressions of the Combaticons? I like most of them. Um, you know, I would like to see a little bit more remolding on uh, on Vortex as well. Swindle looks pretty good. I did not expect... I didn't... I was not expecting him to be Rook. I was kind of... I was kind of hoping for a second new mold, but I think it works. Um, Brawl looks pretty nice so far. I like Onslaught. From what I heard, they said there's going to be a running change between the... Uh, uh, olive drab chest plate for Bruticus and the silver one. So if you want the toy or the, or the animation version, you will be able to choose. If I get the choice, I think I will probably want the silver. Blast off. I would have liked a little bit more remolding on that. And I, I would have liked, you know, something, you know, if it's obviously, you know, with a name like blast off, I would have liked something that was not quite so obviously a jet. You know, if they if they'd done something a little bit more techy and out there, that would have been nice. I, you know, I'm not huge on the whole scale thing. I want I kind of want the giant motorcycle leg for defense, or if I can get it, I would not mind a you know tiny space shuttle being next to a helicopter on my Bruticus if it could happen. It's 
of the of the five, it is uh, my least favorite. I really like what they've done with Onslaught. I, you know, we were hoping that that hotspot mold would be versatile, and it sure looks like it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, th- this is somewhere between three and four fifths of a really great Bruticus, and I don't think the last fifth is going to drag it down sufficiently that I will not want it. I think on the whole, it's it's a very good team. It's very well executed. Uh, so I've got an interesting follow-up for you. So when it comes to Blastoff, if he was going to be ba- essentially a repaint of Slingshot, um, would you have wanted him to be an original character? Uh, would you want to? Would, would you have preferred that they go? They had gone with the Alpha Bravo off-road kind of trick. Actually, yes. I, I think I, I would prefer that on a couple of levels. One, because I just, I like the addition of new characters. Uh, you know, that that's actually been one of my favorite things about Combiner Wars, that yes, we're, we're getting these great combiners and we're getting characters we haven't seen get toys that were designed to be them in, you know, 30 years in some cases. But we're also getting new people and, you know, it's, you know, between that and, things like Victorian and Windblade, it's Generations feels, in a sense, more alive as a line than it did, say, back in 2009, uh, that that period. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And also, you know, the, the other thing being that if they had, you know, made this new character, that means that if it really bugged Takara that he, that Blastoff was a jet, or that the one arm was not Blastoff specifically, they probably would have, you know, gone on ahead and done a space shuttle. It's not to say that they won't, but I think since the character of Blastoff is here, it makes it maybe a little bit less likely that they will feel the urge to do it, especially since Swindle also deviates from his original form of just a plain old Jeep considerably. Because, you know, they didn't didn't feel any urge to make first aid into a more ratchet-like ambulance, so I, you know, if the character is actually Blastoff, I don't know that they will you know, feel that is a big enough "quote unquote" problem to go and make their own. I, I could see that. I could see that being uh, something that cools them off, so to speak. But at this point, I'll be honest with you: if if we don't see a, a shuttle, uh, I'll be surprised. It's uh, after after Deluxe Groove. Um, I feel like Takara is just kind of gone off the deep end. That they, they've they've kind of crossed the line, and there's there's no sense in. There's no sense in holding to any any rules at this point, um, but I do. Uh, uh, regardless of his name, I do like that color scheme on on the jet, and uh, as usual, I, I do like the Combaticons as a unit. They certainly seem to tie together color wise nicely as always, and without uh, without some kind of some of the odd um, peculiarities that the Protectobots had when it came to to color. Um, moving on, uh, Legends Wave 1 for 2016 includes Buzzsaw Decepticon Shockwave, which is neat. He turns into a combiner-sized gun. Uh, Decepticon Chop Shop and Autobot Pipes. Leader Wave 1 for 2016 is Skywarp. And then the big bombshell landed on the room, Rob, in <laughs> Wave 2 next year. We are getting, as a Combiner Wars... Uh, torso, Skylinks. Did you, in in any of your dreams, <clears throat> imagine <laughs> that we would get Skylinks in Combiner Wars? Absolutely not. I that that 
you know, that that was definitely the big surprise of the show, and I like the look of it. Um, I wish it separated. It looks very much from what I've seen that it isn't going to, but, you know, I, I see where they're going with that. You know, they have the traditional Skylinks mode is the normal robot mode, and then the, you know, the Jaguar head for the combined robot, and I think that works. And, you know, it's also nice just to see a a different body type in the Voyagers. You know, I, I think it's just really refreshing on a lot of levels, and it's also one of the nicer-looking torsos, so that's definitely one I'm going to want. Yeah, I think he I think he makes a surprisingly nice thing that's very very different, very not like what we've seen, which is which is refreshing considering that uh, uh that the torsos we've gotten, I think they've all been used at least twice at this point. At least, at least what we've seen. We've seen at least two interpretations of the torsos that we've seen to date. And so he's obviously completely new design, completely new take on the torso. Um a very faithful G1 Skylinks. Uh, he really works. I, th- I think he's really neat. Now, what may or may not work is his teammates. So this is kind of going back to what we talked about earlier in the show about kind of stretching the uh, stretching the limits, kind of kind of stretching the boundaries of what characters you can bolt on to these molds after you've seen them literally three or four times already. Um, his team consists of, and this is a deluxe wave two for next year. His team consists of Wheeljack, Hound, Smokescreen, and Trailbreaker. And um, again, there's, especially with this team, there isn't a new mold in the bunch. So when you look at this team, um, Rob, do you have similar impressions versus the 1984 team that we're getting just a little bit before this team? I do. I think... For whatever reason, I think most of them work a little better to me than the 1984 team does. You know, I just like the Rook mold, so I'll be just as happy to have a Hound from that. Wheeljack, ah, just the torso, his chest just looks weird to me. It's, you know, it's kind of the Wheeljack details printed onto the chest in a, like, very low relief and I that one just out of all of them you know again I'm not a big fan of the breakdown mold to begin with so that that one bugs me the most Trailbreaker I like the generations mold that's you know none of these are actually anything that I personally need in my collection except smokescreen I missed out on him in universe and of course was never a huge fan of that prowl mold to begin with so that's one I'm actually kind of looking forward to having, even if it does, you know, have the superfluous light bar on it. I'm kind of thinking that if we do hopefully get Deluxe Groove in some capacity, that my Skylinx's body will end up being, or limbs will end up being Alpha Bravo, Rook, uh, Off-Road, because why not, and Smokescreen. Because mm. I, I just... You know, maybe maybe throw Hound in there instead to have all Autobots, but just like I said, not a fan of the uh, breakdown mold in particular. And again, the Generations Wheeljack is a mold that I thought was really nice. There, there's not a real necessity there, and that's 
you know, that's the biggest challenge with this team besides the fact that, you know, again, you are stretching the limits of how far you can bend the Scramble City style of body to get to the, uh, some of these other characters. The fact that three out of four of these, I have really good toys for already. Yeah, that is that is definitely problem number one I have with a lot of these. I guess the one saving grace, and it's certainly a thing that they're counting on, I'm sure, with hardcore collectors, is that I really like the super robot, the combined robot, for most of these guys, and that is how they will stay. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is kind of an internal justification for me to buy them again because I'm really just assembling a super robot instead of having them separate. And And I do agree... Absolutely, with with your take on Wheeljack. One of my big pet peeves, sometimes uh, it's a bigger pet peeve than, than others, but when a robot has a, like a molded second version of its alt mode on its chest. Uh, yes, I, I hated that about Streetwise because it had a hood chest for a toy that never had a hood chest. That just, that, that was, I like Streetwise otherwise, but that just kind of bugs me. It's just weird. It, it's a, it's it's just weird. Um, okay, so um, I will wrap up the botcon coverage, guys, just by telling you. Of course, the 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 biggest thing after they announced Skylinks was just kind of going uh, going through the ins and outs of Devastator, which we've seen a gajillion times, and and we'll see again at San Diego Comic Con. Rob, let's wrap up the show by talking about the other show this week. Um, that is the Tokyo Toy Show. And so I would say that there were probably uh, three big things maybe to talk about coming out of that show. One, we're going to get, at some point, a masterpiece Optimus Primal. What Basically what we saw was a bad CG model, which sure is a masterpiece Optimus Primal to me. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think of this, this thing that's coming down the pipe? I almost hope it looks as much like the CG model as the initial photos do just because that would be such an accomplishment i'm just you know i'm happy to see masterpiece moving into beast wars and if i'm reading some of the comments correctly it looks like for 2016 for the 20th anniversary of beast wars they're going to be trying to do more beast wars characters i mean if they do an optimus primal there almost has to be a megatron so hmm. oh wow i'm i'm just happy to see that that you know i have not really I have not done Masterpiece since that first Optimus Prime that, when it came out here. And Beast Wars might is something that, if it's done well, would be interesting enough to tempt me. This is so kind of off the wall uh, that, yeah, if they do pull this off, it's definitely a must-have for me. Second thing coming out of Tokyo Toy Show, the kind of, I guess, debut of Masterpiece Ironhide. Now, I've heard... A surprising amount of, I wouldn't say hate, but I, 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 on Twitter at least, I haven't seen overwhelming love for what we've seen from Masterpiece Ironhide. But to me, he looks like Ironhide to me, so, so I, I, I don't quite get the issue. Uh, what do you think of Masterpiece Ironhide so far? I, I kind of understand where people are coming from because they're, you know, they're doing their best to get to that animation model, and that is very, very difficult given how many liberties were taken with Ironhide's animation model. He does have the G1 Toys battle station, and I kind of feel like there are parts of the van which, just like the original toy, might have done a little bit better to stay on that instead of ending up, specifically the, you know, the 
van chunks on the hips. And I think also having the headlights and bumper moved over to the battle station would have been a good choice. You know, it's not as it's not as close, I think, to the animation models as other masterpieces have gotten. Like, but like I said, there there are you know perfectly valid reasons for that. It's it's a good Ironhide, but it's just not. I don't know what it is about Ironhide, but I I just always end up being picky about those, and it just it seems like nobody's ever quite gotten where I would want it to be, which is kind of sad. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting that his his design is very simple in both modes, but I think that simplicity is very hard to execute in a toy because any because because of the simplicity anything that's off even even just just a slight bit you pick up on because there's 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 so little to kind of distract you design wise there he's very pure in his in his design and the the hip plates i think are are are, are a perfect example of everyone kind of having you know outrage on hip plates um, and it's because, like, well, there's not much else to kind of talk about with him. So, so things like that uh, become a huge deal. But um, you know, maybe those end up being removable. Maybe he undergoes some some revisions. Who knows how? Who who knows how much Takara listens to kind of initial feedback? Uh, who knows how how far along this this guy really is? You know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Um, the final thing that certainly caused outrage on at least the Twitterverse were elbows on <laughs> the Takara version of Devastator. So it turns out, Rob, as you well know, that you know, on the individual uh, Constructicons, I believe now all of them, at least for Takara's version, all of them have articulated elbows in individual robot mode, which set the set the world on fire. So... First of all, are you surprised that they did this, that they went to this level of, I, I guess, um, improving in their mind, finishing the design? And, and two, how does this change your, does this, if at all, how does this change your kind of view of Hasbro's Devastator? Takara's been really kind of weird the last year or so. I mean, ha- Hasbro's, you know, shaken things up quite a bit too, but it it kind of feels to me like, Takara is suddenly metamorphosing into the company that for years that certain kind of fanboy always said they were. You know, it just for whatever reason, a lot of Takara's deco choices, Unite Warriors being the exception largely, but Takara's deco choices on like the Legends figures and things like that have been pretty well on point for me. And then, you know, Groove and now Elbows, i it's weird to see them going to these lengths to to differentiate their product from the from the U.S. stuff, and I guess it's just a, a, just them feeling like they know what's going to sell for them, just like Hasbro knows what's going to sell for them. But it's just weird. And in terms of in terms of Hasbro's Constructicons, I I know these things cost the you know as expensive as it's going to be. To begin with, if they had gone to that extra effort to add uh, these additional elbows, I don't know how much more it would have cost, but I'm sure it was a consideration. And also, of course, there's the question of, is Scrapper going to stand up? 
that that's that's the one that's on my mind. Yes, that that is that is kind of the question that anybody who <laughs> knows how Devastator forms and kind of how physics work that's that's kind of our our question for sure. I, I surely there's a locking mechanism. Surely there's some way that Takara has kind of figured out at least a, to to or I guess orient the arms. I I I, I don't know. I, I I would hope that they kind of thought that through. I, surely they thought that through uh, on what that does to the stability of that foot. So Rob, any final thoughts on Botcon and the Tokyo Toy Show? I kind of feel mixed on what we saw at BotCon in particular, but at minimum, you know, the, there's nothing there I hate. I think I come out at indifference to some of the, you know, 1984 stuff. Otherwise, the high points were really high, and the other stuff was kind of meh. On, on, on the Tokyo Toy Show front, the other thing that I do want to mention before we go is, that it fascinates me is that Takara is bringing back Diaclone, one of the lines, of course, that, you know, the original Transformers toys were sourced from. And they're doing a masterpiece-styled figure of Dia Battles, which is, you know, one of the more sci-fi-looking things, combiners that never got here. And the way they're talking this is like the start of a whole new Diaclone line. So I'm really interested to see where that goes, because... It's something you're going to want to keep separate from Transformers, I'm sure, in terms of approach. But I think some really interesting things could come out of that. I agree. It's fascinating. Between that and the Machine Robo um, line that's coming out, that that's kind of a, a masterpiece line or a collector's line. That the resurgence of Diaclone, Combiner Wars, Unite Warriors. Very interesting time for sure. Hey, everybody, before we go, I want to remind you, that this show and every other show on the TF Radio network is sponsored by you. That is, if you go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, and do your shopping. You don't have to buy anything extra. You don't have to buy anything different. But when you check out, some nickels and dimes go into Brian Kilby's pocket. He keeps the lights on with said nickels and dimes. So all you got to do is go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, do your shopping. And thus, you support us. And we appreciate it. We wouldn't be here without you fine listeners. And we appreciate any help that you can give us. So, Rob Clay, thank you as always for joining me. Oh, I had fun. And guys, thank you as always for listening. Uh, I'm John, and for the minicast, we will see you next time. Music provided by bensound.com.